Welcome to Unity of Tucson. Linda Ackerman, Joshua Carruthers, Rafael Carruthers. Oh, yes. Doesn't that feel good? Yeah, I think we have, I, you know, for, for my money, I think we have some of the best musicians in the entire New Thought Movement right here on this stage. And I am deeply grateful every single week I walk in here and it's just this glorious experience. So thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. Oh, well, where do I begin today? It's a new month. It's the 4th of July. It's Independence Day. I'm going to be talking a little bit about the independence in our hearts and freedom and what that means. Um, but I want to acknowledge that this month, you know, every month I start off with some theme for the month. And the theme for the month of July is discovery. Discovery. What does that mean? What does discovery mean? Well, if you look up discovery, uh, in the dictionary, there are a few different definitions. Uh, the top definition is the act of finding. The act of finding. That seems pretty standard, right? Yeah. But the second definition that I came across, I love this. Discovery is the act of being the first to observe. The act of being the first to observe. And you know what really resonated in my heart with that is that, uh, as I mentioned last week, I'm going, I've, I've been working through this, well, I've been mentioning it a lot every week, and I kind of make fun of it. I've been doing a course called Advanced Consciousness Studies, <laughs> which, what does that mean? Advanced Consciousness Studies? I'm going to actually... We had our last class meeting this past Thursday, and we said it shouldn't be advanced consciousness studies. It should be advancing consciousness studies. Because the whole point and purpose is that we are engaged in this consistent evolution of life, of light, of love. And that is the advancement of our consciousness. And as we put that into practice in our lives, well, life just gets better all around. But Part of what we've been discussing in this, in this course of study is the relationship and the seeming uh, similarities between mystical spiritual paths of the mystics of the ages and quantum physics, which are basically teaching similar things. Basically, it's all energy, right? If it's all energy, well, we can make energy synonymous with God. It is all God. God is the creative energy of the universe. All the mystics of the ages have said this in some fashion or another. God is the creative entity, the creative energy, the creative force. And so if it's all energy, well, same thing. Now, I love this, the act of being the first to observe. Observation is the key. If you know a little bit about quantum physics, and they always say, if you, know, if you think you know about quantum physics, you know nothing about quantum physics. It is very complex and seeming, uh, seeming contradictions all over the place. Um, but one of the things around quantum physics is that it is the very act... <laughs> Siri on my watch has just thought I was asking it something. <laughs> I'm like... I was like, who's talking? I hear it out of my ear. 
you're supposed to be on Do Not Disturb. <laughs> Where was I? So one of the things about quantum physics is that the act of observing makes something be, right? It takes the wave function and particularizes it into form or matter. Trust me, I've went through, I went through 40 weeks of this, talking about it a lot, and so if you feel like, wait, what is he talking about? I still wonder sometimes what I'm talking about. But the act of observation is the thing that makes life be what it is. And so discovery, the act of being the first to observe. What in your life have you been the first to observe? That's a rhetorical question. Just allow yourself to consider that for a moment. What in your life have you been the first to observe? I have an answer for you. The answer is everything. Because there is no one who observes life in exactly the same way you observe it. No one is experiencing life in exactly the same way you experience it. And in the observation, we can say, I see, that's one major way we observe, right? I see something. And we can take that thing and we can say, I choose to see it in a different way. I choose to acknowledge a different relationship to the thing I observe. And you know what happens to the thing? It shifts, it changes. And so that is fundamental to the new thought teaching. We, through our thoughts, create our experiences, and it all begins with observation. Charles Fillmore wrote this in The Atom Smashing Power of Mind. He said, science tells us that there is a universal life that animates and sustains all the forms and shapes of the universe. That universal life is the act of observation. That universal life itself is the act of observation. God, energy, is the act of observation. And that is how this magnificent thing called the universe in which we all live sustains itself in expression. And this has been going on, well, certainly longer than we've been around. You know, they, they estimate the age of the universe. How they know this, I don't really know but they estimate the age of the universe to be 13.8 billion years old, basically from the time of what they say is the Big Bang until now. And it's going to continue, irrespective of whether we are here or not. That sounds like a downer, doesn't it? But we've been here for just that much of that much, right? The universe will take care of itself. The universe will continue to unfold. The universe will continue to expand and grow and do what it does. But I love being a part of that. And for me, that allows me to experience my own sense of significance in this thing called life. I do not believe that I am insignificant. And I don't think any of us should believe that we are insignificant in this thing called life. We should understand our significance as part of this immense, magnificent wholeness. And it, we have ties that go back and we have ties that go forward because there is no time in the mind of God. We are all someone's distant future and we are all someone else's distant past. We are part of this magnificent wholeness. Let us discover that here today. 
But I think about those people and those experiences and those, those energies that have preceded us. I consider them for a moment. And I think to myself and ask myself the question, am I subject to the consciousness of any of those energies that have preceded me? Am I subject to any of the energies that will follow? And the answer to that is no. Thomas Troward famously said, principle is not bound by precedent. That means there is nothing from the past that has any bearing on who we are right here and right now, except, ah, uh, except to the degree that we allow it and accept it as having precedent, precedence on our life. Today is Independence Day, a day that in this particular country we celebrate freedom. We celebrate our freedom. We celebrate, I mean, essentially it's a celebration of our decision to say we are not subject to the crown, right? That's what it is in form. But I think we can all take into our hearts a deeper understanding of the independence that lives within each and every one of us and know that we are infinitely free in this regard. We have choice. That is freedom. We have choice. We are not subject to anything out there because we have choice in terms of how we relate to the expression and experience of our lives. Even if other people tell us that we should be limited, we do not have to accept that. It is not necessary for us to accept limitation in any way. If we are told that we must be in competition to ascend in some manner, that is not true. Because here's the thing about competition. Competition is one thing that creates a sense of separation. We don't need to be in competition. Competition only exists when we believe that we are subject to something else that we must fight against. Lots of, lots of people have lived for a long time with the sense that competition is the way. But if we are to live lives of freedom, I believe it is up to us to decide to live in collaboration more than competition. Let competition go. Collaboration not competition, Irvin Laszlo says, is the royal road to the wholeness that hallmarks healthy systems in the world. If we can find that way to cooperate with the people at T-Mobile, <laughs> with the claims adjuster at State Farm, if we can find the way to collaborate with those seeming things that, are, that we feel are against us, that is the degree to which we will change the experience and live in a healthy system. 
but it begins right here, just like I always talk about with a candle. We keep it consistently illuminated because it is a representation of that which is consistently illuminated within each and every one of us that says, yes, I know who I am, and I choose to be and acknowledge and celebrate that I am part of the whole. I don't need to feel separate, and I don't need to be in competition with anybody else. I let it go. I let it go. I let it go. Collaboration does require of us something. What do you think that thing is? It requires an understanding of our wholeness, of our unity. To know that as I look up, look out on the faces of every single person here and as I sense the energy of all the faces of the people that are watching online, whether you're watching live or on the replay, it doesn't matter. There is a sensation and a feeling that I get and I recognize the face of God in all of it. So collaboration requires understanding that we are a unified wholeness, a unified wholeness. This country's claim in 1776 of its unity, of its independence, of its unique expression, all things we teach in New Thought, was built on ideals of wholeness and self-reliance, saying we are here to be the best expressions we can be. And there was a belief that was inherent that was built in to the declarations, declarations, I don't know why I said declarations, it's one declaration of independence. There is a belief that is built into the declaration of independence that says these things are self-evident. If we actually step back and understand the nature of our hearts, I believe that is true. We find these self-evident truths. They're there. But even with this, even with this claim almost 250 years ago, there were still issues, there were still things that we had to work through. And we're, you know what, here's the thing. It is the great experiment, this country, that's what they call it, right? We're still working through, and we're still expanding, and we're still evolving into a greater expression of self. But the construct exists, and through this construct, we have grown and we are growing in our deeper discovery. A claim was made in 1776 that in unity we are stronger. It is the United States of America. And through this they adopted a motto, the de facto the de facto official motto of this country, beginning in 1776, was e pluribus unum. E pluribus unum. Out of the many, one. God expresses itself as a unified wholeness through the many, through multiplicity, through unique individualized expression. 
That is one of the tenets of the New Thought philosophy, multiplicity from unity, and there is room for all expression because all of it is God. Even when we find ourselves in the face of challenge, it is God, and the degree to which we shift our thinking and change our relationship in mind, first and foremost, to those things that we perceive as challenge, we change the experience. It's all God. It's all God. Irving Schrodinger, you know who he was. He's, he had a very famous cat <laughs> who was both alive and dead inside that box. It's quantum physics and quantum theory. I'll, maybe I'll do a class in it some, at some point. He wrote this, and I'm paraphrasing this from a book. Uh, he basically said, discovering who we are Discovering who we are is not just one of the tasks of science, but the only one that really counts. One of our tenets here, remember who you are. We remember who we are when we discover the truth of our being. When I say remember who you are, it is my call to each and every one of us to remember that we are that magnificent divine energy that there is no separation, there is only God. Who we are is a unified wholeness from the many, one. E pluribus unum. And Mark Nepo, one of my favorites, wrote this, since everything is connected, everything matters. And every time you strengthen a heart, you lessen fear and violence somewhere in the world. We are all in this together, no matter what we believe or where we live. Where is that place in you that is strengthening your resolve in heart, right here and right now, to a deeper understanding of the interconnectedness of all that is? Because it is there in that, that we begin to experience peace in this world, that we begin to experience universal love in this world. That is where it happens. So on this Independence Day, I invite each and every one of us to take time to consider the ways in which we are connected and the ways in which we can cooperate and the ways that we can build our understanding of that connection and that cooperation. Because together we will stand, every boy, girl, woman, and man. That's the truth. Even in the seeming, the seem, and it's the seeming expression of separation, we are constantly discovering our wholeness. Each and every one of us discovering our wholeness through this thing called life. Our essential nature is one of freedom because we live lives of infinite choice. And in cooperation, through cooperation, in knowing our oneness, through a deepening understanding of our oneness, our freedom persists. That's the truth, and that's my message. Peace and blessings to you. You are magnificent. The homework today. I'm going to lead off by saying that the 
invitation is to engage in the homework, first and foremost, free of judgment. Free of judgment. If we are going to be observers, we must observe free of judgment. So this week, I want you to look at ways in which you might subconsciously curtail your freedom. The ways you subconsciously give up your choice. Ask yourself the question, what are you saying yes to? What are you saying no to? And why? Keeping in mind all along, thoughts have the power to create. Thoughts of limitation create experiences of limitation, and thoughts of freedom create experiences of freedom. And see how that works for you this week in changing your experience of life. Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.